Okay, so love God, love people. And to be totally honest, I actually think that most of us do the loving God fairly well. It's the loving people that's a little bit difficult. Don't you think? Like loving God is, is, is easy, really. But loving people, oh my goodness. And so I put down here, I've I, I just been thinking lots and lots about this going, you know, if we all loved like Jesus, we could start a revolution that could change the world. Because when we go through, and I'm going to go through um, talking about love, and uh, Morgan this morning was outstanding. If you missed this morning's message, just listen to it. It's pretty convicting. I was talking to somebody, and they said, man, it just started, and he said, love is patient, and he said, oh, I was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's this challenge, but the thing, there's two things that I think we've got to do as we go through this, this series is... <clears throat> Well, there's things we've got not got to do. The first thing is we've not got to think if only everyone else did that. If only everybody else loved with, you know, like love in 1 Corinthians 13. Just imagine if everyone, but, but we can't do that. I know that, like, if you did imagine that everybody loved like that, it would be quite a, you know, everybody was patient, everyone was kind. Like, it would be heaven on earth, wouldn't it? But you can't think, even though that's what Christians should be, you've got to think about, how could I love better? How could I change the world and start a, revela- uh, revelation, a revolution? How could you start a revolution by just loving people? And so I'm going to try and help you today. It's going to be pretty, pretty hard. Okay, there's a, there's a, I've got a test. I've got a test in here. I thought I should do a test. Seeing that um, only a few of you seem to be doing exams and all you other people have got out of it. So I thought I should do a test. Um, so, uh, you know, look, if you, um, if you can't love the people you can see, you can't love God. If you can't love people, you can't love God. And I reckon our, ch- our challenge is to see that we can love, uh, love like Jesus did. Just, I just keep imagining what it'd be like if we love like Jesus. Uh, I remember a book that had a title that challenged me. I never read the book, but the title challenged me. <laughs> it was, Can I Love Like I've Never Been Hurt? Love Like You've Never Been Hurt. Because I reckon that's part of the reason we don't always love, is we've been a bit hurt by it. But we've got to love like we've never hurt. We've got to love with no strings attached. Oh, man. Unconditional love. We've got to love like a mum loves her child. That seems really weird for boys thinking about that. Love, but we love our. Hopefully, we love our children. One of the things that is challenging me in my thinking about love is uh, I said it a couple of weeks ago. We love our our natural families with real love most of the time. Uh, We love them a lot, but can we love the people in the church? Our family, our church family, as much as we love the people in our family. Do I have the compassion for, for people's children that are not just my children, but, are, but are the family's children? Do, do we have that same weight of love? And so I've got a few verses here for you. I'm just going to read them. Uh, they're, they're pretty powerful because they just, they just sum it up really well. So we'll start with Matthew 20, 22, verse 39. I haven't done a, a PowerPoint because I thought it would be just good for you to listen. Is that all right? 
Okay, good. <clears throat> Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine. 39. <clears throat> uh, the context of here is uh, someone's asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And he said, he's love the Lord the God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. And a second is equally important. I don't know whether we think that way. It's equally important that we love God and that we love our neighbor as ourselves. Equally important, same level. Mark 12, 31. Uh, sorry, John 13, 34 and 35. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. One of the big reasons I think that a lot of people are not attracted to Christianity is because we don't love each other. We must love each other. Love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And it's got this little thing here that we're to love at the same level that Jesus loved. Jesus' love was sacrificial, selfless. Mate, that, that's out there. How many people are selfish? Okay, how many people are sitting by someone that think it's probably a bit selfish? <laughs> I'm just trying to get you to raise your hand. Selfish. Selfish. <clears throat> We've got to love people like God loved people. He wasn't selfish. Jesus was not selfish in any way. He gave his life for us. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big statement about how much you love it. He's put aside, you know, he's put aside every one of his own agendas of what he was wanting to do and what he was wanting to do with his life and said, oh, it's not about me. Like, like just to imagine if, if that's your calling, that you... You are Jesus, and you've got to live your life, and you know that at 33, that's a bit hard if you're over 33, but okay, at 33, you've got to give your life for everybody in this room. Like, that's, like that's out there. That's real love. But we've got to love the same. <clears throat> Romans 13.10 says, love does, no, love does not wrong, does, sorry, love does no wrong to others, so love fulfills the requirements of the law. I don't know if you've ever looked at the law. Uh, we always think the Ten Commandments is a, is, a, is a horrible thing, but love, the Ten Commandments were given by God because he loved people. In a society where uh, at that stage it was okay that if you weren't happy with someone, you'd just kill them. And so it was nice to know that God loved us so much that he'd say, hey, it's no good for you just to go kill somebody. Because if you're the other person on the other side, you're really happy about that. Because now people are not going to kill you and they're not going to steal from you and they're not going to take your wife. Yeah. Not going to commit adultery. Like, like that, that is a protection thing. That's what love does. Yeah. We love. So, but this is saying that the law... <laughs> loving people, if you just do loving people, you don't need all the law. You don't need all the rules. You don't need any rules if you love people and love God. Because everything you do is going to be full of love. It's, it's totally different. You don't need any rules if all you're thinking about is how well, everything and every action that I ever do is going to be because I love people. 
man, it's a different way to live. 1 Corinthians 13, you can't, can't talk about love without talking about that. So here we go. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. So if you're rude to your mother, that's not love. It does not demand its own way. That's a big line, isn't it? Love does. Do you ever demand your own way? Does the person next to you ever demand their own way? Love does not demand its own. It's not irritable. Has anybody ever met someone that's irritable? Love is not irritable. Like, this is pretty real. I think that's what I'm trying to get across is that if we want to love God and love people, we've got to change the way we do our life. Like, it's a radical change. It keeps no records of being wronged. I mean, I love it that with God, if I've done something wrong and I ask him to forgive me, he forgives me. And when I get up the next morning, he isn't saying, oh, you did that. He, his mercy is new every morning. He doesn't, you know, and if I do a mistake, he doesn't go, oh, yeah, there he is again. And bring back all the mistakes I've done in the past. Like God's, that's what love is. But what are we like? Someone, will you forgive me for what I've done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they do it again. And then you go, you're always doing that. We go right back. We bring them all back up, don't we? But love keeps no records. No records. None. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith, is always hopeful, endures through every circumstance. I was telling the guys this morning that uh, last year I did a, uh, a wedding with the, with the uh, Catholic priest. I don't know, you, some of you may have heard this. I had with a Catholic priest, and he got to do the message. Um, and so I'm sitting there going, okay, I've, I've actually not been to the Catholic church, so I'm really interested to see what he, what he says. And so he starts quoting uh, 1 Corinthians 13 for, for, for marriage. And um, he starts to explain, and I'll explain a little bit further what he talked about, but he talked about um, agape being divine love. He says it's the love that can only be done if you, you are God, or you need God to be able to love at the level of 1 Corinthians 13. See, the term agape, that's what's the, so in the uh, Greek language, they have a, have a whole lot of different words for love. They don't just have one word. You know, English is, is kind of weird with some of its things because love, you know, if I say love, you've got a whole wealth of things that it could mean. But uh, the Greek were a little bit more p- precise because they, uh, they had different words for love. They've got uh, eros for romantic and passionate love. They had philia for brotherly love and friendship. They had storage and I don't know much about that one. Um, but agape was a distinct from all the others. And in fact, um, the new church or the early church had a significant role in shaping the meaning and understanding of the word agape as a concept of selfless, sacrificial, and unconditional love. That's what it was. And uh, 
Paul wrote in there, in 1 Corinthians, inspired to use the word agape to convey the highest and most noble form of love that he believed was exemplified by Jesus Christ. So, so he put it in there because he's saying, this is what Jesus is like. He was patient. He was kind. <clears throat> it, the word reflects God's unconditional and self-sacrificial love for humanity and is seen in the ideal form of love that believers are encouraged to cultivate in their own lives and relationships. It goes beyond mere emotion and desire and involves commitment to the act of loving and, and a selfless manner towards others, regardless of the circumstances. Like, I don't know about you, when I put my actions and I do God, God, it's up here. But it's something we're to try and attain to. We need to increase in our love for people. If we really want to change the world, which I'm in a little bent that I think we could change the world. And all it starts with is me being more loving, me being more patient. Eleanor's not saying amen, so that's quite good. Uh, Me being more kind. <clears throat> I wrote 1 Corinthians backwards, 1 Corinthians 13 backwards. So let me just do your 1 Corinthians backwards. Those without love are impatient and mean. They are jealous and boastful, proud and rude. Uh, those without love demand their own way. They are irritable and they keep records of all they're wronged, all that where they've been wronged. They don't rejoice about injustice, and they don't want truth to win. Those without love give up, lose faith, and are not hopeful, and do not endure through every circumstance. Crazy, eh? What a horrible world. And yet that is some of what's in our world. It's lacking love. And we're going to change it. Galatians 5.14 says, For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. <clears throat> Ephesians 4.2, Always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Like that love covers a multitude of sins. It's just huge. Yeah. Aren't we into revealing everybody's sin? Well, no, we shouldn't be. We, we, we should be people that are just full of love that we cover it. We're not going around pointing it out. One of the challenges in my mind at the moment, like in, in thinking about loving people, is that one of the problems we have is that we like to choose sides. And our society is very pushing towards one side or the other. Let's take... Uh, a war in Israel, Israel and Palestine. I'm amazed how people want to go to one side or the other. Now, we all go, oh, well, we should, you know, the Bible's full of Israel. We should, we should go to a side. But, but what happens, though, at times is that we stop being people that love both. Yeah. See, when somebody has something tragic go in their life, we, we as Christians sometimes go, well, who's the right? Oh, we'll support the person that's right. But even if the person's wrong, we should love the person. Like, like it's, a, it's a whole different way of doing, doing life. I know if one of my kids got into trouble and went to court 
for something that they'd done wrong, that no matter what that was, I would go down and be with them. You see, we have this little concept that people are guilty by association. If you associate with that person, then you're as guilty as them. Well, that's that's actually not true. And we love Jesus and that he went down and hung out with all the people that were, were judged by society in a sense. Why? Because he's not guilty by association. He didn't agree with everything they did, but he loved them. And it, and it affected his reputation. He got tarred and feathered at a pretty horrible level because of, oh, you're with those people, you're with those people. But our love for people will mean that we don't take sides. And that's a challenge because we like taking sides. And, and there's this, uh, this uh, I suppose it's a, a challenge between the, the whole thing of justice but also still loving people. Yeah. 1 Corinthians, uh, sorry, 1 Thessalonians 3.12 says, And may the Lord make you love for one another and for all people grow and overflow just as our love for you overflows. Does your love for people overflow? We're in a society that we've, we've at times seen so much hurt in that that we actually become hardened to it. When's the last time you cried for someone because you felt their pain? When was the last time you went with them and just felt the heaviness of what they're going? When's the last time you sat down and just let them pour out their stuff and cry with them? You know, we've lost our, our empathy. We become hardened. And the enemy wants you to be hard to it. Oh, just get over it. They'll be right. We've got to keep love that it overflows. 1 Timothy 1.5 says, The purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, clear conscience, and a genuine faith. 1 Peter 4.8, Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. I think that's one of my favorite scriptures. Love covers a multitude of sins. You know, if, if someone you love sins, you still love them. It covers them. We're into exposing people. Do you know why we expose people often? Because it makes us feel better if we can point the finger at them. Oh, they're bad. They're they're horrible. Oh, I'm okay. You're not. 1 John 3, uh, 18 says, Dear children, let's not merely say we love each other. Let's show the truth by our actions. 1 John 4, 7 says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love, covers, uh, love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. 1 John 4, 11 says, Dear friends, since God loved us so much, we surely ought to love each other. We love each other because he loved us first. What a great lot of verses. Love, can you increase your love? And so I thought we'd start off by me doing a test. I've got 10 things here, okay? It's a test, okay? Now, just to help you so that you can keep score, on your right hand, everybody wave me with their right hand, okay? That's your yes hand, okay? So as you go through this, and if you go yes, you put out a thumb, okay? Uh, If you're taking notes, you're just going to have to put it aside. Your left hand is your no hand, okay? 
And if you go no to that, then you put up there, okay? Okay. And if you are sometimes, somehow you've got to count by your toes. I don't know how you do that, but you've got to count by your toes. So you ready? Here's the first question for you all. Do you find it challenging to love people who are different from you or have opposing beliefs? Right side is yes <clears throat> um, or no. Okay, let me read it again. Do you find it challenging to love people who are different from you or have opposing beliefs? Okay, you, you're right. Oh, Ellie's got it both hands. She's got a yes and a no. Okay, that may be helpful. Who knows? Okay, number two. When someone close to you makes a mistake or hurts you, are you quick to forgive and offer unconditional love? Yes or no? Or sometimes? Sometimes it's for your toe, just if you're wanting it. Okay? How are you going? You've only got two so far, so you should know where you're at, okay? Number three, are you willing to make sacrifices for the well-being of others, even if it means inconveniencing yourself? Yeah? Yes? No? Okay, number four. Have you recently gone out of your way to help someone in need without expecting anything in return? Yes or no? Okay, very good. Okay, you're going well. Here we go, number five. Do you actively seek to build relationships with people from diverse backgrounds and cultures? Yes? No? Okay. Six, have you volunteered or offered assistance to someone in your community who was facing a challenging situation or a hardship? Yes? No? Okay. <clears throat> Number seven, have you forgiven someone who has wronged you or treated you unfairly in the past? Have you run out of fingers? I think you go fist and then you go back around again if you're doing that, okay? <clears throat> Eight, do you regularly pray for individuals you may consider your enemies or those that have hurt you? Just take a bit of imagination. This is like someone at work or at school that is really, really annoying or is horrible to you or bullies you. Do you pray for them? And if you don't, it's probably a good idea to start. Okay, number nine, do you actively look for opportunities to provide for the physical and material needs of others? And the last one, number 10, have you recently shown kindness and practical love to someone through actions like sharing a meal, offering a listening ear, or helping with a task? Okay, anybody get 100%? <laughs> on which hand yeah who knows I don't know about you just when I went through and I was trying to mark them I thought man I've got there's plenty of room for improvement and so I've got some things here that you could do to improve okay because I want you to improve in your love for people okay and so I've got some things now what I want you to do just to keep it so you keep your head in the game I want you to pick a number between 1 and 10 okay don't tell me the number just pick a number between 1 and 10, okay? Now, you can tell the person next to you what your number is because they're going to keep you accountable. So just tell somebody next to you, what's your number? 
Okay, you ready? Got your number? Okay, so I'm about to go through 10 practical things. And whichever number you picked is the one that God wants you to work on. <laughs> okay, and you can tell the person next to you. Where you can go, yeah, that's, that's you. You got to work on that. Okay, and so you ready? The first one is number one. Anybody do number one just out of curiosity? Okay, right. Okay, practice empathy. Empathy. <laughs> Empathy involves trying to understand and share the feelings and experience of others. Take time to listen to others and express genuine interest in their lives, showing their concerns, uh, your care for their concerns. So really getting empathy. And look, if you need some help, you could come to the marriage course because they teach you how to do active listening. Does everyone know what active listening is? Uh, Come and talk to me. I'll tell you all about it. I'm helping Eleanor to do active listening. <laughs> no, no. Eleanor's helping. Okay, number two. Okay, anybody got number two as their number? Okay, here you go. Forgive and let go. <laughs> Forgive and let go. Forgiveness is powerful. And, and look, you can only love if, uh, sorry, you can only forgive if you're full of God's love. The only way you can forgive is to be full of God's love. That's why that guy in that testimony, like he was ready to do revenge and, could, and, and made even a vow, I'm never going to forgive anyone, but God's love comes into him and once you understand how much God's love is, then you can forgive people. Okay, forgive and let go. Number three. Number three. Oh, just let me get away because this is quite good, just the three. Anybody got a three? Okay, good. I see that hand. That's great. Okay, serve others. Oh, engage in acts of service, whether through volunteering, helping a friend in need, or participating in some sort of community thing. Serving others can foster a deeper sense of (laughs) compassion and love. Okay, number four. Who's got number four? This is a really good one. Four. Okay, here we go. Practice patience. (laughs) Okay, you've got to practice patience. Patience. It's a key component of love. Love is patient. Love is patient. You've got to be patient with people. <clears throat> and look, you know, life is full of frustrations and challenges, and, and it can be hard to be patient. So we've got to be patient. Okay, so practice patience. Number five. Anybody got number five? Okay, thanks. That's good. Okay, cultivate kindness. That's a nice one, isn't it? Don't you wish you'd gone five? I go five. Cultivate kindness. Small acts of kindness can have a profound effect and can make a difference. And honestly, just being kind to people, I mean, it's way better than being mean. And look, sometimes we don't know how mean we can be. Kindness is, I reckon kindness starts with a smile and just looking like you like the person. Like that's, that's kind. Well, you, you know how someone looks at you when they don't like you, don't you? Give the person next to you your, the look of, I don't like you. <laughs> now give them the look of kindness, of love. Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> Some of you there, that was exactly the same look either way. Okay. Number six. Musicians are going to come in a minute. 
but we'll let them do their thing because they've got to make sure that they've got number six. Who's got a six? Okay. Build relationships. Uh, invest time and effort into building relationships and, and maintaining friendships and strong. Okay, that's very good. Okay, number seven. Who's got a seven? Okay, easy one here for you. Show appreciation. <laughs> Express gratitude and appreciation to the people in your life. Let them know your value and how much, sorry, you value them. Okay, number eight. Who's got number eight? Okay, you ready for it? Be non judgmental. Okay. Be non judgmental. Okay. Avoid making quick judgments on people. Okay. Number nine. This is for me. Practice active, sorry, practice active listening. It's right in here. I just thought I'd in there. <clears throat> I am saying I am practicing uh, actively. Did anybody else have nine? Okay, if you have nine, you can come and see me and I can explain how to do it. It's really painful. Um, (laughs) Well, it is. It is, okay? Okay, I agree. Good. I hear your agreement. Number 10, who had a 10? Who went for? Oh, good on you down there. That's great. Okay, reflect on your actions. So take a time to have a look at your actions and see whether you regularly um, are considerate of others and aligned with others. Okay. Have you got your one? Just check with the person next to you that they know which one they're doing. Make sure that they're going to do their one. We could change the world. We could change the world. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you that you loved us first and you do all of those 10 things for us. You listen to us, you hear us, you're kind to us. It's your kindness that leads us to repentance. You love us unconditionally with no strings attached and God, we we just are so grateful and so thankful. And Lord, I pray you'd help us to love like you do, to love people. Lord, not to be selfish, not to focus on ourselves. Lord, that we would do that sacrificial love. Lord, I pray that our words would be full of love. That the way we say things would be full of love and kindness. The way that we, we interact with people. Lord, even when we're, we're mad or we're upset or we're under pressure, Lord, that we would still uh, have love flow through, Father. Holy Spirit. Why don't you just in your, in your own head just say, God, I want you to help me to love. And although I've, I've said those numbers, maybe you've got to say to God, God, what is the area that I need to just work on? God may even put someone on your heart that needs love. Holy Spirit. While everyone's got their eyes closed, you know, God loves us. Jesus loved us so much that he died on the cross for us. He knew that that was the best way, that was the best thing for us is to have our sins forgiven and to be in right relationship with God. And, you know, Jesus loved us so much, he saw that we couldn't do it on our own. 
that we'd never be good enough, we could not get to God, that our sin was in the way. Sin is selfishness. Sin is about focusing on ourselves. But Jesus came and died on the cross to take away our sins, and all we have to do is ask Him to forgive us. Man, it's so easy. We just ask Him us to forgive us. And so just while everyone's got their eyes closed, if, if there's anyone here and you, you go, man, I'm not right with God and I need to get right with God. And maybe you've done it a hundred times. That's the cool thing about God is you can come back again. The enemy will tell you, oh, you've done it before. Don't do it again. You didn't follow through last time. No, no, just do it again. Just keep doing it. Keep coming to God and saying, God, please forgive me. In fact, I'm going to pray a prayer. And uh, if you want to ask Jesus, you pray that we're all going to pray it because we know how much we need God in our lives and we're so grateful for it. And maybe as I'm seeing that, saying this, if you do know God already and you know somebody that, that you've been trying to share Jesus with, maybe just see yourself praying this prayer with them. Maybe God will give you a, a vision of you seeing you pray this prayer with them and pray that that would happen. Let's just all pray this prayer, asking God into our lives. Dear Jesus, I thank you that you loved me. That you just, thank you that you died on the cross for my sin. Please forgive me for all the wrong things I've done. Please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your love. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.